0: from the east coast to the west coast and to listeners around the world welcome to the truth seekers radio show i'm your host angeline marie Thanks for taking the time to join us today. We're broadcasting on the Liberty Works Radio Network and their affiliate stations at LibertyWorksRadioNetwork.com. Also, now you can hear our program rebroadcast on the K-Star Talk Radio Network at K, like the letter K-S-T-A-R, TalkRadio.com. And don't forget, you can always learn more about our program and find podcasts posted at TruthSeekersRadioShow.com. Today, my guest is Marty Pearson Coons. She started her own business back in May 1990, and she's an author that currently has 27 titles, including including historical fiction, romance, inspirational Christian, and business books. Two of her books were published in the last year. Today, I'm going to talk to her about one of her recent books called "Restoring Liberty: Personal Responsibility and Freedom in America," where she explains the fundamentals of freedom in a way anyone can understand using practical wisdom, stories, and insights. And with a proper understanding of the principles that govern personal freedom, you too can be a part of Restoring Liberty in America. So if you will help me welcome Marnie Pearson Coons. How are you doing today, Marnie? Great. Thanks for having me here. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. You know, I think this is a very important book and that's why I wanted to have you on. I've known you for quite a while through your business side, sort of like the business coach and marketing coach. And so I had first heard about you on Idea Markers and this was quite a this was at least 10 years, maybe longer. Mm. And so for me, this was a whole new side of you that I didn't know that you even had an interest in. And I was excited about it because it's kind of what I built this show on and built the K-Star Talk Radio Network on. And so what I wanted to ask you was what was the catalyst of going from the business, coaching, marketing world to this more historical,
1: political topic? It actually started um – for me, speaking out on it during the last election. Um, I just felt like I wanted to speak out on it, and I started posting some things on social media, and uh, people were receptive to it. They would share it. They they liked the way I worded things. Um, and so I started realizing that people – People at a core level a lot of times know that they support freedom. They know what freedom is and what some freedom principles are. They resonate with them, but they don't know how to explain it to other people. It's just kind of a, a visceral thing that we we know, those of us who are really freedom lovers, we just know in, in our core, but we might not know how to explain it to our kids or our grandkids or our friends. And people really seem to resonate with me giving them the words. They are like, oh, that's what I've kind of been thinking, but I didn't know how to say it. And so Mm -hmm. that's really where it started was during that campaign. Um, And
0: in the book, I think you ask a, a question that's so relevant today. I know from, you know, personal experience that you'll hear on TV from politicians, policymakers, teachers, news reporters, even professors keep saying uh, to defend our democracy, to keep our democracy. And this kind of drives me crazy because (laughs) it's supposed to be, you know, a republic. And yet we've just been brainwashed to where everybody says it's a democracy. Now, you know, most people say, well, does it really matter? And do you think it really matters? I mean, have we, do you think even in time, maybe we are a democracy now? Maybe it is a majority rule. What, what are your thoughts on this? Is it really even important?
1: I think it's critical. And, and this is one of the things, my, my father is always taught me these principles since i was a little kid and everything and and one of the first questions he'll ask somebody to gauge where they are he'll ask them what kind of government is the united states and and if they say it's a republic then he knows they know something if they say it's a democracy then he's going to start to educate them a little bit from there and uh yeah democracy is basically ruled by a majority and it's you know if a group of people decides that your car would be best served given to somebody else, they could just vote to take away your car and give it to the other person or whatever in a a pure democracy. Uh, James Madison said that democracy is the most vile form of government. He said democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, they've ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. And um, so it's the rule by majority is basically mob rule is what it is. So we really don't want that. Uh, what we have in the United States is supposed to be a representative republic. Um, we vote for our representatives, but we're ruled by laws, fixed laws. And when you have a democracy, the, the laws can change on the whim of the majority. So we really don't want that. Right. Now, in your opinion, what is the
0: biggest internal threat today that could ruin or change this country for the worst if if not addressed? What do you think we're hanging by a threat on right now, if you even think that?
1: <laughs> uh, I think it's the socialism that, I mean, it's been creeping in all of this. Time and it's uh, we're destroying our checks and balances um, that have kept us free. Uh, there are, of course, the legislative, ex- executive, and judicial branches, but what people don't realize is there's other checks and balances intrinsic in the, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, like, for example, um, freedom of religion. The founders viewed morality as a check really upon the populace. They said that our government was wholly inadequate for an immoral people. So when people can't govern themselves, then governments come in and they start making up rules and, and they start taking away our rights in the name of security. You know, So um, we see a lot of that happening now where um, we're losing – a lot of our personal liberties just to say that, you know, to keep you secure because the individual people are not moral. We're losing morality on a widespread level. So, so that's a check and balance in the, in the system. They were counting on if we foster religion, that religions will teach people to be accountable to a higher power, which will teach them self mastery, which is self government. Um, I think At the core, what is destroying our nation is a lack of personal responsibility and a a lack of self-government. And then and so that allows governments to come in and, you know, people will clamor for, oh, we need this done or that done. We need the government to stop this. We need the government to fix that. And then you end up with this bigger, bigger government and governments never give up power unless they're forced to. Uh, usually, it's bloodshed to get them to let go of a, a hold that they have when they've grown to that level. So it's kind of all is <laughs> all interwoven there, you know. Um, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I think the dumbing down in the public education system has contributed to that. I think people have gotten lazy. And mm. like you said, they kind of just look to government to take care of everything. They don't realize that we, the people, were supposed to sort of be on top of this ourselves. But instead, I think they say, well, you know, the government will take care of it. And we'll just sit back and watch television or do whatever we want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't need to parent. Our kids we will let the government teach them sex education. We'll, you know, let the public schools... Teach them whatever, and then the parents just—I don't know what they're doing, but <laughs> it's right. not getting taught, you know. So right. Probably probably busy working two jobs to provide the stuff that everybody wants in the family, and you know, right. So. Um,
0: I think when we come back from our first break, I'd like to touch touch on something that I think is pretty relevant right now. And it's censorship of conservative viewpoints. But I mean, I, this could really, this is to me, a kind of a deep subject. So I think we should just go ahead and take our break. And then when we come back, we'll um hit on that listeners today my guest is marnie pearson coons we are discussing her one of her latest books called restoring liberty personal responsibility and freedom in america and we'll be back momentarily on the truth seekers radio show <laughs>
2: Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries, so there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars, and it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals. And it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling tickets that cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1548. 800-932-1548, 800-932-1548, that's 800-932-1548
0: welcome back you're listening to the truth seekers radio show today my guest is marnie pearson coons and we're discussing her latest book restoring liberty personal responsibility and freedom in america and marnie before we uh, go any further can you tell the listeners how to find your books
1: um, how to find my books. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can go to marniecoons.com um, M-A-R-N-I-E Coons uh, M-A-R-N-I-E K-U-H-N-S dot com and then they're linked off of uh, the books there on the menu. We'll take okay. you over to Amazon and give you all of them. Okay. Um,
0: social media Do you really think that Facebook and the like, they're they're all acting as though it's such a surprise that they don't really believe that they are gunning for conservative speech? But a lot of conservatives are getting their posts taken down off of these platforms. They're being removed saying that – they're breaking their rules and yet and then half the time these platforms won't even say specifically what it is that they've done wrong meanwhile you have groups like antifa and all these these really hate hate groups they still seem to have uh their free speech do you think this is an issue and what are your feelings about this
1: um it definitely seems to be an issue. Um, I haven't encountered it directly myself as far as having anything I've had pulled, but I have noticed like um if you wanted to advertise like if I wanted to advertise uh, my messages on Facebook, uh, they make me jump through a hoop of um, verifying my account you know, I have to send them a passport or a, a driver's license or something like that. Well, what they do is they never approve you. They just keep telling you there's something wrong with your identification when there's absolutely nothing wrong with my identification. I mean, I've sent it to them like a dozen times. And, oh, there's something wrong with it. You know, there, there's not. So when they don't approve you, then you can't advertise your stuff. So you, And then they don't give you natural organic exposure either. So that's one way they curtail what you're doing. But then also, you know, like... Um, the different um, conservative voices, they've had their accounts pulled or on Twitter or Facebook or different things like that. And uh, yeah, they don't want us talking about it, you know. And there's been quite a bit going on in those uh, Senate hearings. Uh, Ted Cruz has done a lot um, really interviewing these like google and facebook about what they're doing to silence conservative voices and there's there's quite a bit of evidence to prove that they're manipulating uh search outcomes um you know they've got the power to even control elections and things like that Mm -hmm. with the way they're they're doing things so yeah um a lot of the people i've interviewed
0: lately have been telling me how they're afraid they're going to be pulled off of these platforms. Therefore, what they're doing is they're sort of self-censoring. So what they'll do, for instance, is in the description box, they're real careful about the words they use because I guess they think that this uh, AI will, you know, flag them or you know do something to their account. I kind of tend to be more on the side that if somebody doesn't want you on their platform and they're going to censor you and then you have to start self-censoring or you're afraid to talk about this or that, that maybe it's time for the conservative voices to jump off those platforms and maybe do their own platforms or there are other alternatives um, that are being created out of this mess that they've gone on and they say they're you know, for free speech, and you can come on here and say, you know, what you want. What do you think about maybe going to alternative platforms? Do you think it's just too far gone with the size that Facebook and Twitter become and how they pretty much have that market covered? What What are your thoughts on
1: alternatives? I would love to see somebody come up with an alternative one. I've even <clears throat> threatened to do it myself. <laughs> just like I'm just mm-hmm. going to go create one. But um, I think the, there's a little bit, just from a marketing perspective, you know, I've done marketing for years and years and years, and usually the first and second people to be known in the market and are have widespread, they own it, you know, it's, it's just kind of sewn up. So to come in and try to compete against a Facebook or a Twitter or something is going to be pretty difficult unless i really have thought i'd I'd like to see our i wouldn't be surprised if our current president after he's not president anymore starts a platform like that Mm -hmm. because he would have Mm the you know he's so big on fake news and fake stuff i i wouldn't be surprised to see him create something like that but um it would take a lot of money and backing Mm -hmm. to really saturate you know, get the saturation level that you'd need to, to compete with them, I would think.
0: But I think it's
1: time and I'm
0: not, what do you think about um, how they're saying to regulate these guys as a utility? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, well, I, that's a possibility. Uh, one of the things that I like that uh, Senator Cruz brought up was um that they right now they're getting certain kind of a pass on certain things that they're not responsible for what's on their platforms because they're can they're supposed to be like th- these publishers that are putting out uh, or they're supposed to be open forums is what it is they they claim to be open forums where anybody can post and they don't want to be held accountable for what people are putting on there you know because you want to keep it an open and free forum so they have kind of some Uh, protections um, that the government has put in place to protect them. And he's saying, if you're going to, you know, not be open and you're going to say, oh, we're only going to post this liberal stuff or nobody, the conservatives can't post, then you don't get this special consideration. This needs to go away and you need to be held like a newspaper that's held liable for what's put in it. You know, go back and you're a publisher now because you're, and I think he's on to something with that. Right.
0: Um, you mention in your book a man named Armando Val- Valaderes, I guess is how you would say it, who served 30 years in a Cuban prison for being Christian. Can you tell the listeners why you wrote about him and why you think his story is important? Yeah, uh, that
1: just... That story, every time I read it, it it, uh, really gets me. Um, He, when Fidel Castro was running uh, for office, I guess, or whatever, to put him in at the beginning of it, um, his slogan was, I'm with Fidel. That was their thing, I'm with Fidel. And so um, Armando refused to put an I'm with Fidel sign on his desk. And so they put him in prison for it. And um, he served for 30 years. They kept coming to him and saying, we'll let you out if you'll let us reprogram you, basically, is what it was. And he didn't want them to take away his belief in Jesus Christ, and he didn't want them to reprogram his mind, so he would say no every time. And so he ended up being in there for 30 years, and he would write um, poetry and different things on onion skin with his own blood. That's the only thing he had to write with. And so he wrote a, a poem about his friend who was killed in the prison. And it's it's a really neat, I mean, it's a uh, very touching poem. But, it, I mean, it's graphic. I mean, you, you see what they went through. And he talks about how they killed his friend because they couldn't control his thoughts. They couldn't dim the light in his eyes they couldn't crush him at the core he they couldn't take away that spirit that was inside of his friend and that's why they killed him and he talks about how um, there's a very small leap between um this democracy and enslavement kind of thing um i forget his exact words let me see if i can find it here he says um Just as there is a very short distance between the U.S. and Cuba, there's a very short distance between a democracy and dictatorship where the government gets how to think and how to live. And Sometimes your freedom is not taken away at gunpoint, but instead it is done one piece of paper at a time, one seemingly meaningless rule at a time, one small silencing at a time. Never allow the government or anyone else to tell you what you can or cannot believe or what you can or cannot say or what your conscience tells you. To do or not do, and Mark, I just think his. Where are, that's where we are today in this country. It is, yeah. Because you're blackballed. I mean, they don't really have to make laws against you now. They can just um, say, "Oh, you said this thing five years ago, well, ten years ago, or last week, or whatever," and you're going to lose your job over it. You know, um, they can just destroy people, their reputations, their good name, their their careers, and everything overtaking something they said and twisting it out of context, or um, you don't even need the laws because we have social lynchings. We have techno lynchings. That's a
0: good way to put it, and in that, did you hear that story recently about that Mario Lopez? I don't know a lot about him, but I know he's an entertainer, and he was on Candace Owens doing an interview, and she asked him, you know, what his thoughts were about teaching these young kids this transgender lifestyle. And if you want to be a boy, but, you know, if you want to be a girl and you're a boy, it's okay. And, and she just asked him, you know, kind of, didn't he think that was a little too young? And he really didn't put transgender down, but he just said, you know, I think, it's a little bit, that's just way too young to be bringing stuff like that up. And they've gone after him now, you know, and mm-hmm. they're trying to ruin his career. So yeah, I and think they're trying they
1: to, try to ruin him. Candace, too. So, you know, if you go on Candace's show, you're going to get crushed here is basically the message that they're sending, you know. Right.
0: I, I think they want to make examples of these people before anybody else gets the idea all right well let's go ahead and take our second break and then when we come back i'll pick it up listeners today my guest is marnie pearson coons and we're discussing her book restoring liberty personal responsibility and freedom in america and we'll be back momentarily on the truth seekers radio show
5: struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments listen carefully to this urgent alert have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments are your student loans past due or even in default can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem we can help you if you qualify your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the student loan helpline now. 855-371-FAST. 855-371-FAST. 855- 371 fast 855-371-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states.
2: Do you have a retirement account worth more than $100,000? Pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way to protect your retirement. A better way to grow your retirement. And better than everything you're currently doing inside your retirement account. At Advantage Gold, we're certain that gold is going higher in price and going to outperform stocks and bonds. We've created the world's first gold protection retirement platform ever built. If you have an IRA or 401k, you can get your free access. Once you see it, you'll have no choice but to agree. Gold is a better way. And all you need to do is call our recorded line for your special quote. You can join the site for free. Just call now to get your code. 800 932 1564. 800 932 1564. 800 932 1564. That's 800 932 1564.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Marnie Pearson Coons, and we're discussing her book, Restoring Liberty, Personal Responsibility and Freedom in America. Marnie, in your book, you talk about the right to life and you relate abortion to the 10th Amendment Um Can you talk a little bit about that and tell us
1: why this is important in your opinion? Yeah, so the Tenth Amendment basically says that anything that's not itemized in the Constitution for the federal government to be over is left to the states or to the people. So there's nothing in there about – Abortion, of course, they weren't doing it back then, of course, but it's not itemized in the Constitution as something that the federal government needs to be involved in. So it really needs to be something dealt with on the state level or community level or, you know, even like you would handle a murder case or something like that. It's it's something that needs to be handled further down the chain. Um The more we've gone through time, we've started to make everything this top down, very strong federal government, which the founding fathers uh, did not want. I mean, there were some of them who wanted a strong federal, but they didn't want it that strong. Um, And we've basically taken away the state's rights and the state's power to choose. And to me, it's really encouraging to see uh, the state starting to pass laws now uh, around abortion. And they're asserting their state's rights because really it is their jurisdiction. It's not the federal jurisdiction to decide such matters.
0: Right. I was going to ask you, do you see that maybe we are starting to see more of a swing to the right on abortion overall? Jesus. I'm
1: encouraged by it. I, it's very encouraging to see these states stepping up. And I think it's probably because they went so radical. I mean, there's some states that are like, yeah, we can just, if the mother wants to kill it right after it's born. She can kill that baby then, you know, and, and people are counter going the other way, you know, and, Oh, it's not even a heartbeat. You you can't do it, you know? So I think we're, we're seeing people on both one end or the other uh being very um you could call it extreme i don't know i'm i'm really more on the extreme side probably with the the Mm -hmm. right to life but um but those polar opposites are coming to play so that maybe we can come through and hash this out and come down to uh, something that we can all uh I don't know that everybody's going to agree on it because some people are so pro-abortion. But, I mean, at least you could find some uh, ground where each state could decide how it wants to handle it. And um, anyway, we'll see. That would
0: be better than just having federal over it. Um, On Second Amendment, I think this, especially in our time, is one of the most misunderstood Things in the Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment right to bear arms, it's like they're teaching guns bad, you know, but I don't think people understand the historical behind the right to bear arms. Um, What are your feelings on the Second Amendment? And especially, you know, after the last few days, we've seen more and more shootings and I'm hearing more and more on background checks. It just seems like that's they keep talking about these background checks, and yet I heard one of the anchors today say, well, none of these guys would have even been flagged on a background check. They would have passed with flying colors. So what is your feeling on this issue?
1: Yeah, well, the right to bear arms is not to be infringed, um, and Originally, it's in there so that um, because these founding fathers knew what it was like to live under tyranny, and they knew that when governments get out of control, um, if there's people in the society who have some arms and can, you know, have these state militias and things at the ready, then the federal government is being checked by the people by the right to bear arms. You, there's things that we We don't see in America that other countries have because our citizens are armed and, you know, they're not going to push through something because they're armed. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: You don't ever have to actually use those arms if if you have them most of the time. But the fact that they know we have them uh, is like, oh, well, we can't we can't go there, you know. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. what they do instead is they try to whittle away and get rid of that right to bear arms. Uh, and doing so is completely unconstitutional and um so yeah i don't, I'm not an advocate for um, all of that, you know, like you're saying, the background checks like you say, they're not gonna turn up that Mm-mm. these people they're probably not red flag, maybe a few of them are, but um you know it's just it, it'd be better to teach people. Correct principles about personal responsibility, morality, (laughs) self-control, how to manage their emotions and their anger issues and their, you know, you're seeing a lot with this, these mass shootings is these, um, it's mainly young men and they don't, in our society, men are not treated well. They're like the outcasts, really, if you look at modern Mm -hmm. The media talks about men. Men have no respect. No. They're the misogynists. They're the the white supremacists. They're the dogs. So uh, it's no wonder that some of them are confused, that they're angry, that they're frustrated. They don't know how to deal with their emotions. A lot of these young men don't have good father figures, and they're not being... You know, they don't have good role models and society does not value them. So it's no surprise that they're getting frustrated and they're doing, they're acting out in all these different ways because they're, they're not being taught correct principles. And, and who they are at the core is, has no value in our society. And, and people well, don't value that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That. No, you well, I was finish. going to say that you know they don't. Um, I don't think we value masculinity. The trish, traditional masculinity is not valued, and so you've you've got these young people, their testosterone's raging. They've got their anger issues. They're not being taught how to manage that kind of thing, and and nobody is showing them a better way. Nobody's showing them that men and the way they're wired is a good thing that they're here to be the protectors of society, the protectors of home and family and uh, faith and uh, goodness and righteousness. That's what men are wired to do with all of these hormones that God gave them and everything, but there's no outlet for that in a positive way anymore. Instead, it's, you know, funneled into video games or, you know, something else and, we're doing our men a great disservice. I think it's more about getting to the root of that than if it's not a gun, they'll use a knife. They'll use something else. It's right. it's not the weapon. It's the problem that these young men are dealing with. And I
0: think it's partly on purpose to kind of rip the family apart, because if you take down the man, then you take mm-hmm. down the family. And I think the, the part of that is into this equation. And then, the other piece is I hear a lot of these guys that have been doing these shootings, a lot of them are on pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. mind-altering drugs for whatever ails them. They've been put on them, and mm-hmm. they're saying that this is causing them to trigger like that. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're not
1: dealing with the root causes. They're they're medicating them, you know, Um they're not dealing with whatever it is that's messing with their heads and their confusion. Instead, they're just giving them a medicine, which can have a side effect. Maybe not for everybody. I'm not saying they're all, all medicines are bad or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just um, playing into it. I mean, it's, I don't think you can pinpoint one thing that's doing it. I think it's a, a suite of things that's causing this to happen, but it's not the gun the gun isn't the i mean that's just the last right. line last thing in the line of a succession of other things right now you what what do you what is your feeling
0: on how the the progressives tend to feel like we should open the borders keep them wide open it's our duty it's the humanitarian thing to do to take care of these less fortunates. what do you think is the biggest misconception about this idea of opening these borders and everything's going to be okay. Cause we'll be able to take care of everybody. How do you
1: think this could transform our country down the line? Well, we're not even doing that great a job of taking care of our own people. If you want to be the saviors of the world, you know um, <laughs> I think we have a, a misconception about what our role is and what government's proper role of government is that um, we don't owe people health insurance. We don't owe our own citizens health insurance or all these different benefits and things that we're giving. Even as Americans, we aren't entitled to these things by the Constitution. It's it's completely an improper use of government. So they then say, oh, if we're going to fling open the borders and we're going to do this for the world. Anybody else who wants to come in um, mm-hmm. really what they're what they want to do. This is really what it is. And this is this is what happened in, say, 1913 uh, through 15 when they put in those three amendments that radically changed our Constitution, or actually two amendments, the the one that changed the way the senators were put in and the way the taxes were collected. We had an influx of immigrants during that time period, and there was no education for immigrants. It wasn't like they were given a little overview of what America stood for or what Americanism is. And so they came in, and they didn't know... They not come from countries that were free. They didn't understand checks and balances, and so they passed through these radical changes to our Constitution. What they're doing now is, well, they're trying to pass their progressive ideas, so they want to bring in a whole bunch of people that can vote and they've never gone through citizenship training They're even now the citizenship training doesn't teach them that we're a republican not a democracy or about the checks and balance i mean it's really not teaching them all that stuff so you've got these uneducated people who don't understand the principles of freedom and then you offer them free stuff who are they going to vote for it's about their progressive control is what this is about they don't care about those people they want the vote. Well, let's go ahead and take
0: our last break, Marnie. Listeners, today my guest is Marnie Pearson-Coons. We're discussing her book Restoring Liberty and we'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show.
2: That's 800-307-6660.
3: Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a five star A plus online rating.
2: 800 477 1736. 800 477 1736. That's 800 477 1736.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Tonight, we've been speaking with Marnie pearson Coons. She is the author of Restoring Liberty, Personal Responsibility, and Freedom in America. Marnie, what is your feelings on the recent demonization of the Betsy Ross flag and how they're also trying to take down... You know, statues of founding fathers and things such as this. what are What are your feelings on this? Well,
1: I think it's an attack on history, on on truth, on um the lessons that we've learned as a nation throughout history. I think um, when you want to go back and uh, besmirch the founding fathers, drag them down, you're basically doing it so that you can say, "We see, we don't need to go by that constitution. Uh, these imperfect men, these people that were flawed, these people who left slavery and, uh, you know, as an option back in that time period, they were... Uh, there were no good, so they couldn't have possibly created anything good. And we don't need to go by this constitution that they came up with. So let's let's we know more. We're more progressive. We're more enlightened, you know. And and what they did is for the dark. So let's come up with some new thing. That's why they do it. Is mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. it in a nutshell. Um,
0: why do you think Trump in this election really? Why do you think he, he seems to really have like lit the fire of populism in our country for sure. But I also notice that there's movements, you know, around the world and, and even a lot of them are looking at him and they're saying, we want someone like that. What do you think it was about him that caught the people's attention in the last election?
1: I think the powers that be massively underestimated the number of people who were fed up with the establishment that didn't like the way things were going, that are very patriotic and um, you know love the American ideal, but they were silenced. Um, we were shamed. Oh, don't even – you know nobody wanted to admit that they liked what Trump was saying so they didn't answer on the, any polls that they liked it but secretly they're like i like this guy he's saying stuff you know he's not politically correct and we want to be able to say whatever we want to say and <laughs> we don't want to have to be filtered through political correctness and so he was kind of the voice the one that had the guts and the courage to say all the things that everybody else was thinking but they were too scared to say because you know they're going to get shamed or maybe they're going to lose their job or whatever um he just did it you know and (laughs) i think he gave people back their voice to a great degree and that's why you're seeing more conservatives step up and say stuff now is because he paved the way for us to be able to do that to a great degree really Mm -hmm. um you know, there's
0: some conservatives and Christians and they'll say, oh, I don't like when he tweets. He should really rein it back in a bit. Or some of the Christians say, oh, he's not Christian enough. What is your feeling on this? Because I tend to think you got to take the bad with the good. I mean, he is who he is.
1: Yeah, he is who he is. I think what helped me is when I decided "I, it's not my job to defend everything he says. But that's not my job. <laughs> um, he there's. Every person has lights and shadows, and there are aspects of him that we need, and I believe he is here because we needed him, and uh, we needed somebody to give us back our voice, to give us the courage to stand up to other countries, not bow to the, you know, The foreign powers and everything and really put America first. We needed somebody to do that. And a wimp cannot do that. Someone who is really concerned over every word they say and that it all be politically correct and all feel good and fluffy doesn't have the gumption to do that. So the what we need in him has another side to it that just isn't all rosy and fluffy but a lot of times he's just funny i mean he's just it's a different kind it's a humor right. to him and people take it all so seriously but it's like the comedians now they don't even like to perform to college campuses because these kids can't take you know satire they can't handle um just the humor that our generation could or whatever and so a lot of what he's saying he's just trying funny you know but mm-hmm. people take it so literally and everything that it's just ridiculous you know
0: and i think our mainstream media is at the forefront i mean they're trying to demonize him without a doubt and oh, yeah. so they're the ones that have led this you know oh he said this now he's a racist or he said this now so i i think they're at the forefront of
1: that um yeah. i was watching go ahead I was just going to say everybody loved him. I'm like, if I go back and I read a lot of self-help books and things, he's in there as an example of good qualities. Everybody loved him till he ran for office. And then you suddenly know, he's this horrible point. person.
0: Right. A lot of, in a lot of the liberals, the Hollywood liberals loved him when I, I never mm-hmm. watched, I only knew him from the books that he wrote. I wasn't mm-hmm. really into his program, but apparently it was quite the thing. And it had a long lifespan for a program the apprentice or whatever. And apparently a lot of everybody seemed to love him because of that. And mm-hmm. so just overnight, he's a demon and a racist and a whatever you can think of.
1: Yeah, you just don't do that overnight. And my dad always taught me anybody, the immediate the media attacks, there's they're probably pretty good. If the media is all <laughs> out, all guns against you, you're prob that's probably a good person. Cause they're trying yeah, to do something
0: right. You're doing mm-hmm. something right for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I was watching one of your
0: video blog posts, um, on your front porch sense.com website, and it was called the giant is awake. Let's teach him principles that govern a free nation. In it, you talk about informed citizens have the opportunity to help the uninformed understand. And I think this is a good way to wrap up today Um, that with this book how can the average person go and obviously we can't change everybody's mind and you certainly probably won't do it overnight but just to plant seeds how can the average person take your book and use it to plant seeds Marnie? that's
1: a good question i think um the book is good for using it as a way to figure out how to explain things to your children, to your grandchildren. I think grandchildren um, are our hope. And as grandparents, I'm a grandparent of five. My little ones are way too little for me to teach them, you know, pretty soon. And the grandparents have a great influence on their their grandchildren because, um, you know, you'll tune out your parents, but you think your grandparents hung the moon. You know, and, and so I've even had my gra- my dad go and talk to my kids and explain these things and they'll take it from him better than they'll take it from me. So I think that's one way is just to um, to educate the rising generation generation. Um, mm-hmm. And then also there are some people out there. You're seeing more and more people who would have considered themselves Democrats, uh, liberals in the past um, that are swinging over and they're starting to learn more about conservative principles because they don't want the cultural Marxism. They don't want the progressivism. They don't want America to be a socialist country. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're starting to be more educatable about core principles. And, you know, a lot of these people who are speaking out now were in the liberal end of the spectrum. And then they woke up. I I mean, like I heard Candace Owens talking about the thing that made her switch and look at these things is that she was from lived in new york and everybody in new york loved trump until he mm-hmm. ran for office and she's like wait a minute there's something wrong here and so she started digging you know so mm-hmm. everybody's not asleep people are starting to wake up and we can you know start this book was just a like a little baby primer it's not meant mm-hmm. to be like some treatise on constitutional government, you know, some in-depth, heady thing. I mean, it's it's just stories and everything. So it's an easy read. You could read it in probably an hour and a half or something. Right. Um, and so it, it's a good thing to just hand somebody and say, you know, tell me what you think about this. And then you can have a conversation right. with them.
0: Right. I agree. Marnie, we're in a spiritual war for sure. And mm-hmm. a, but like you said, we need to educate people so that they can see where we came from, and and we're going to turn into something they're not going to like if they don't learn our history. And I think it is a great gift um, because it's easy to understand. And like you said, it and, and it covers by different topics you cover like a topic in and in a chapter so like if you want to talk to somebody about anything topical whether it's abortion or second amendment i think it's a great book but anyway i want to thank you so much again for being on today and listeners, thank you Angeline. sure today i've been interviewing Marnie pearson coons Get her book. It's Restoring Liberty, Personal Re- Responsibility and Freedom in America. And one more time, Marty, can you give us the web address?
1: Um yeah, you can find this one at um frontporchsants.com. FrontporchSants.com has a
0: link to it. Okay. Well, thank you so much and listeners, until next week on the True Seekers Radio show. God bless.